This week's episode of the award-winning, multiple award-winning Here For It podcast is brought to you by a song. A song for you is the new tell-all book by Robin Crawford telling a little yang-yang about Whitney Houston and her relationship and her love for Whitney Houston at that. So it's um, one of the most controversial topics, and that's why I figured that they should sponsor this week's episode. So thank them, thanks to the, that that uh, young person uh, for sponsoring. Outing their partner who is deceased. Shout out to that person. Okay, so I'm just gonna ask the questions then because outing we ain't never we, no. This is the first I, time y'all heard this. Patty Labelle <laughs> said on Watch What Happens Live with that Macy Queen Andy Cohen. And outed Luther Vandross. Also, the first time y'all heard that, <laughs> she, Patty was like, "Well, he didn't want to, di- uh, he didn't want to disappoint his heterosexual fans." I'm like, "But Patty, he did. Why? This is not relevant. Yes, you're sitting there with a gay dude in your presence, but the, you don't have to tell Luther's T. So for Whitney to be dead and her alleged lesbian lover to be writing a book." Alleged? We still don't know what you still don't, you feel comfortable in alleged at this point. Whitney, I haven't seen anywhere where Whitney confirmed that this was her lesbian lover. So in her death, I'm not gonna allow this person to come out and say, "Oh, girl, we had everything, we did everything." I'm writing a book. Tune into GMA on ABC tomorrow at eight fifteen. I got a morning segment. What? Okay, so I'll ask these questions and then we'll uh, you carry answer on. Them too. <laughs> yeah. So should Robin have even talked about Whitney one, and should she tell a story that Whitney didn't tell too? You answer because I told you my part already. Um, I think that it's also Robin's story. Like I think people are also forgetting that aspect of Robin has been in the shadows and been basically a secret for thirty plus years, and. Did it magnificently. There's always been rumors. We've always known. And when I say known, don't y'all motherfucking act like y'all. y'all. You didn't say allegedly in front of that. Mm-hmm. I sure didn't because mm-hmm. it ain't alleged. It, the, them rumors have been around longer than I've been alive. So, so Michael Jackson touched them boys then, if that's the case. Yeah. Because those rumors have been around as well. I, yeah, he did. <laughs> Shit. The fuck? Y'all still support his music. I, girl, we had an episode about that. <laughs> Respect. You had an episode. Reach a, You're having one right now. No, I'm not. Not yet. Um, the point being mm. is it's not just Whitney's story. It's Robin's story as well. And so we can't put Robin in a grave that Whitney is in, is the point of, of allowing Robin to tell a story no matter who else is involved in the story. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I write a book, I'm not writing a book and I'm the only character in the book. There's some other people in the book because other people have other roles in my life. I'm not asking them, well, girl, you know, I don't know if you want me to tell you. No, your business is part of my business. And when I put it in the book, feel how you want to feel. Call your lawyers if you want to call your lawyers. Well, let me get mine on retainer. Sorry about it. Uh, And the second second one is, uh, should she tell a story that Whitney didn't tell? Whitney didn't tell the story for multiple reasons. Reason one, business. Clive Davis was on her ass about, girl. You can barely stay sober to sing these records. 
I didn't say that. Um, and number two, family. Her family, Sissy and them, was not having this. Sissy has been very vocal of, girl, um, I don't believe, I don't, she didn't do that. She didn't do that. And so that vocalness about Whitney possibly being a lesbian and or bisexual tells me a lot about Whitney actually being lesbian or bisexual. Because if she... If that was not even a factor, then Sissy wouldn't have been so dismissive and so honorary about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she was so dismissive and honorary told me that there is more credibility to the story than just a rumor. Um, thirdly, she fell in love, allegedly. Mm-hmm. I'll say oh, allegedly. I'll, I'll allege that because she fell in love with Bobby Brown. Because... I feel like her and Bobby Brown meeting was very um, uh, business. Family, yeah, what's the girl? Thing? What's the girls um, right now with Senorita? What's the girls' name? Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello and, and Sam Sean Sean Mendez. Yeah, I would say Gomez Mendez. Cool. Yeah, and so they may get married in a year. I don't believe that shit Be- though. Business. Business. <laughs> and Marriage so, is a business now. I, same. I agree. You found out. Stop telling my business. <laughs> One, um, and so I believe at the at that point, Whitney being a rising star, him being a um, solidified R and B star, mm-hmm. it made sense that they would join together for business purposes, and then they end up liking each other and becoming codependent upon each other over mm-hmm. a period of time. And she had to put somebody that she was more than likely in love with and in a relationship with in the background so she could have this amazing career. Cover Essence Magazine. Yeah. Black love issue. Oh yeah. And be mm. and get a reality show with the nigga when they wasn't doing no music. Um so I, I feel for Robin. Um I'm happy that she's getting the attention right now. I hope her book sells really well because oh. Oh. uh I actually kind of want to buy the book. Oh, I want to see if oh. she tells some shit in the Don't book. Don't buy with uh, our Patreon subscriber dollars. You better buy it with your um, hard-earned money from yourself. I'll buy it with what I want. <laughs> Whitney once said, All right, here we go. No matter what they take from me, they cannot take my dignity. And... I don't think that this move is taking away her dignity at all. I think it only builds to the legacy of Whitney Houston because I am happy to have her in the LGBTQ family. So, with that being said, hmm. I, I don't know how to build. Okay, but interesting. Come on. I am the Superman. T H E E S U P A M A N, aka the Night King. B K A in Orisha God. My name is Ronald Matters, aka your dedicated down low lover. Because, girl, even in death, I'm not going to reveal your secrets. What is going on out here? No. That's a lie. You revealed some nigga secrets before. To you, yeah, because you got a priority pass. But (laughs) these other people in a book? No. Um, And follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters and, of course, RonaldMatters.com. Um, our icebreaker this week, in case the ice has not been broken yet. <laughs> You're dedicated, down low lover. I like that one. Yeah. So, <laughs> this will um, be my chat line name. Hey, this is your dedicated. Down-low. Are you gonna use that voice, Miss Girl? Oh, you gonna no? That's that's <laughs> yeah, my like, name gonna be Miss Girl. That sounds like Miss Juicy. <laughs> is that her name? What's the uh, the little person's name? <laughs> 
<laughs> she's looking at her name. Okay, that's what I just wanted to make sure I got it right. A little, uh, I, little person is correct. I didn't say the other word. What's our icebreaker this week? <laughs> icebreaker this week is uh, based off of this past week's uh, episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Would you give an engagement ring back? First and foremost, <laughs> you cheated on me while I was pregnant. I'm laying here. Oh, girl, I don't know if I'm delivering tomorrow or next week. And I pick up your Samsung, gross, and go through it. Shout out to the dope family. And wow. um, figure out that you um texting and tweeting Latonya and Latoya and Leticia. And I'm like, what these bitches want from a nigga? Because all these bitches going to get it when I drop this baby. And this nigga finna get in my mouth right now. And he going to get these fucking hands when this baby drop. He going to get it too. Time about, okay, you have your engagement ring back. The only thing you gonna get back is these licks. Nigga, get the fuck out. How about you? Kiki, do you love me? Get, Are you riding? Get the fuck out. Okay, so I think that's an answer. <laughs> that's a that's a no on that. <laughs> it's a hell no. Okay. Um, I saw a couple people um with different differing opinions. Um, in saying, you know, the engagement ring is promissory or, um, the engagement ring is a down payment and oh, your you, love, the, the bond, the union you share. Yeah. Um, and, um, if, I don't if the, if the contract is then broken, then you would have to remit the engagement ring back if the contract is broken. I am. I'm just saying that those were those are opinions that I saw. You be seeing both sides. So see I the, do. I see do. The other side. Come over here. See the other side. What's the other side you saw? No, I, but I agree. I don't believe engagement ring should be given back for me. Um, I, I've lost a, 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 at least one engagement ring. I'll put it that way. And so, um, if I give an engagement ring, it is with the purpose of actually marrying someone. Um, and if it don't go through, then it don't go through. And um, under these specific circles. Yeah. Now, if I found out that you was doing bestiality, <laughs> then I'm I'm coming to get the ring. So I'm gonna leave that there. Um, our word of the day this week. I don't feel like you explained yourself enough. Wow. Oh, I just said I, I agree. Laying there eight months pregnant, and he takes Natasha and Latonya. Them. I just you gonna give the you gonna give him the ring back. No, I'm saying for for me, I wouldn't ask for a ring back if oh, I am the recipient. To know, okay, yeah, I'm if like I'm the recipient of an engagement ring, then I'm definitely not giving a ring back. Okay, thank you. I I wanted some clarity. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Our word of the day. I Can I go I there like, now? Can I? Whoa! I need to. We need to have more offline conversations about this because <laughs> you need to be better knowledge. But you got it. You got there. First off, that's not a word. <laughs> it's Tennessee. Okay. Shout out to Ophelia Ford. We're going to get to Tennessee. Come on. <clears throat> uh, our word of the day this week is blanket consent. Blanket consent. Any idea? When Trey take you to dinner and you stay through the whole meal, so that means he can take you back to his house. Because you gave blanket consent. That's a very problematic, and I'm saying it that way on purpose because I know I'm about to be... Better knowledge with the right answer. That's not. <laughs> um, 
the way that you used it in a sentence is correct, okay. but it is for the wrong type of situation. Okay. Um, blanket consent is a mutual agreement that consent will be voluntarily waived. In other words, comprehensive consent is given ahead of time for all acts and situations that will arise in the future. Once blanket consent is given, it is generally not revoked. Blanket consent also applies to sexual relationships and is generally used in the BDSM context. Uh, it was originally used in committed relationships, but in recent years has been controversially applied to play sessions as well. Some submissives will wear a collar to show their blanket consent. So that means saying, I have no safe words. Safe words are not necessary. If you start punching me, if four people start showing up, if you take the condom off, if there's a booty if bump do, applied without if, my knowledge, if the booty bump happens or I shoot wow. heroin into you, I have given blanket consent. I am okay with whatever you do to me. Is that okay? <laughs> Is that- it, it, if you if you are the one giving blanket consent, it is okay. <clears throat> if you want to give blanket consent. I thought we were just talking about going to the honey house and then like, you know, if they that's like, well, hey, we're that's a waiver. For, for I mean, that sounds like a blanket consent because I don't know who's going to be chasing me and I don't know what's going to happen to me. I might fall and break my ankle, but then I can't sue the hunted house because I, it sounds like I just signed a blanket consent. But no. you're talking about some being in somebody's house and getting a train ran on me, then a booty bump without my knowledge. I don't know. <laughs> I was just thinking very topical, and you're thinking very internal. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and uh, I'm just not here for it, personally. But there are people that who expect, I guess the expectation of the blanket consent is that, girl, girl, I'm signing this, but girl, girl, reality. No. Some people just want the adventure of not knowing what is going to happen to them and what is going to be next and also putting the full faith and trust in the I want to say partner cuz sometimes they are partners mm-hmm. uh, cuz like I was saying it's typically in relationships like okay this is my husband so I know he's not going to kill me but I mean that's I mean, what I'm saying but I mean like you just decided but but, the, but you but you it's just all, signed an assisted suicide uh waiver if you do a, a blanket whatever this blanket is consent. I don't got lost cuz this ain't for me <laughs> Come out, the, come out the woods. Scary. As an entrepreneur, I might have a meeting in the morning. I might have social media content that I might need to do tomorrow. I can't be agreeing to do drugs when you're not ready, because <laughs> you agree to do drugs. Oh, <laughs> shout out to Pat Labelle. I know she can cook an edible. So, uh, but no, no. <laughs> but you agree to it. Uh, in my current relationship, yes, I would give him blanket consent. And if I text you, you'll text me back in four hours. I'm coming over there because you get into shit like this. No, because I, I, I would give him blanket consent because I know it's not going to lead to many places. Because I'm coming over there. Him getting blanket consent, I can think of like three, four scenarios <laughs> he would put me in and, and we'll be fine in an hour. Okay. But. Some other people have like a different range of adventure, and Mm-mm. you might not be seen for two days if because I call of that. If I text or tweet you, and you, I don't get a response. Tweet, lol, bitch. I'm coming over there. I'm like, girl, what? What is this? I'm Facetiming you on Instagram because you got an Android. But let me find out. 
you over here set up blanket consent. It's people that care about you. So am I being overprotective? You've had an Android for 20 years. The girls get one goddamn new paycheck and they act fucking brand new. I have an Apple device now. Girl, you got one new fucking pay. Break that shit right now and see if you're going to get another one. That is our word of the day, W-E-R-D. Um, thank you guys so much for supporting this ghetto-ass podcast. We appreciate and love all of you who are listening. Um, thank you guys so much for turning up for us every week. If you would like to continue to support this Ghetto Ass Podcast, you can get over to our Patreon right now for at least $1 a month. You can get exclusive content, meaning pictures, videos, um, sometimes a whole separate podcast that other people will never get to hear, (laughs) um, and continue this podcast. This podcast is not free, and she is not cheap. And so if you would like to help with that, please get over to our Patreon for at least $1 a month. If you ain't got a dollar. Well, hold on. First, shout out to Eric. Um, and shout out to Cecil Roberts. Because those are our last two um, patrons to sign up. And they we told them we'll give them a shout out. So, thank you, Eric. And thank you to Cecil Roberts. Cecil! Um, if you ain't got a dollar like Eric and Cecil, <laughs> you can make sure that you subscribe to this podcast one. Mm-hmm. And share this episode with your social media audiences, too. That would be awesome. Um, Our affirmation this week is bisexuality is real and it is common. Just because you don't understand or agree with it doesn't make it any less real. Whether someone just sucked two dicks or ate a couple pussies (laughs) or loved one woman and then one man. Come on. There is a duality present. People can paint whatever picture they want of you while you're here mm-hmm. or posthumously. Here we go. But your real story is still the same. Make sure your character is unimpeachable in your real life and in your death, regardless of who's writing the book. Robin. Because <laughs> you never know. It may not be somebody like Robin. It may be somebody that's treacherous. Like uh, Missy Mouse. Oh girl, I like that name, but he's he's a good person. But I love Missy Mouse. But I was just trying to think of a person who would be uh, messy like that. Who's uh, one of those messy girls? It's oh. some messy girls out there. What's that white blogger? Um, white gay one. Perez Hilton. Her. Oh my gosh, I don't want her. I don't want her nowhere. <laughs> no, no. I don't uh, want him writing the foreword, the afterword, the nothing. Don't invite him. <laughs> um. Shout out to Missy Mouse. I love his work. Yes. And we're going to pretend we didn't say the other one's name. Yeah. <laughs> last week, we're into our tepid topics now. Uh, last week, we talked about the side of violence that Popeye's chicken sandwiches came with. And unfortunately, this week is no different. Uh, this week, the Popeye's violence saga has taken its place in good old Tennessee. You're a liar. It is. I'm going to Google this while you run your All right. Bump your gun. Be ready to be uh, corrected. All right. Uh, About to get better knowledge. In Tennessee, (laughs) there was a white woman uh, who took herself down to a Popeye's. Oh. And uh, immediately started calling. Well, I won't say immediately because we don't know what happened before the video started rolling. Um, but started calling workers behind uh, the, the counter at Popeye's all of the N-words that she could think of and muster. 
and uh, they tried to tell her to leave. The manager walked up. And she said, ma'am, you need to leave. I am calling the police on Multiple, her. Multiple workers told her to leave. <laughs> you need to leave. And she said, once they told her that the police, that they would call the police, she said, my family is the law. That, that is. You didn't say it with your Tennessee accent. You got to say Oh, well, you do that. Then. My family is the law. Okay. My family. So she felt that in her, uh, she felt that in her vagina. In her diaphragm and the shondo. And so the good workers at this Tennessee Popeyes in Columbia, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, also felt it prudent in their vagina that uh, they were going to take the law into their own hands. As a collective, the whole the whole, the whole staff, the whole cast, stop frying chicken, stop Fries, doing orders, put those on um, light. <laughs> As a family, uh, they picked this old white lady up and took her out of the Popeyes. And slammed the bitch. And when I say slammed, I mean mm-hmm. sumo, Dragon Ball Z slammed, through the earth slammed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm absolutely here for it. I am here for it. Now, there's some litigation going on right now. She actually did get the law on her side and the, uh, got... Uh, I think somebody got arrested, and the the lawsuit is pending, and all the of that. The big boy who was telling her, "Slap me, bitch! Slap me, bitch!" He leaned his face across the counter, told her to slap him. She scary. Well, the woman has undergone two surgeries already that will require months of rehabilitation, according to her. Oh. <laughs> so, the the lesson here is. If if y'all if people have not been watching what's going on on social media about this whole chicken sandwich craze, and yes, I just had a, a chicken sandwich tonight as well. Um, know this: keep your bigotry at home. Yell nigga, 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 all you want to at the TV, but keep that shit at home. The lawyer says my client was called an ugly, broke down cracker. Okay. I didn't. Well, that seems to be a fact. That seems to be a fact. Um, she, she got broke down. She remains an inpatient at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. So shout out to Nashville. Um, what was that rap song? Uh, end up in the ICU. <laughs> Who said that? Somebody with a spoken word. I feel like that may have been Cardi actually. Woo. Mm. Anyway, um. So nobody is telling anybody that they can't say the N word. You can say it. Mm-hmm. Say it. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 just telling people it's probably best to say it at home to mm-hmm. the TV. Get your feelings out, mm-hmm. however you feel at the TV. But if you want to come out in public and you want to say it directly to black people's faces, nobody's telling you you can't. Mm-hmm. You can. Mm-hmm. What we just expect these type of repercussions afterwards. Trina down in Florida going off. Somebody in Walmart. Somebody call her a nigga bitch. <laughs> and that's fine. You, you got you got YouTube at home. You could call Trina all the nigga bitches that you want to at home to the YouTube. But you took your ass down to the Walmart, saw Trina to her face, and called her nigga bitch to her face. Fine. There's repercussions for that. There's repercussions. You get Trina to roll up on you. <laughs> If you if you have the gall, if you have the mitigated gall to be like, you know, I'm gonna call her a nigga bitch to her face and see what happened. <laughs> and luckily that bitch got away. And yeah, cause Trina's security was like, girl, you have a career. You are a whole business woman. You you have things going on. You cannot be out here. But Trina was ready. 
<sighs> um. So hopefully we won't have to uh, readdress this next week. Let's hope. Popeyes, please. Let's we need to do a prayer for Popeyes. I don't know. Um. So speaking of people that are getting things that come to them in re- repercussions, Tamar Braxton took to her uh, Instagram and uh, posted. Uh, these comments because it's really not even it's not a nobody it's not even like it don't mean anything Um, it's it's, whatever I'm going to read it and then we'll go Um, the truth is ladies that these dudes out here really do be gay okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) you got to read the statement without commentary do I (laughs) it ain't enough money beauty hair babies in the world to keep them they won't dick. Hmm. <laughs> Period. It's nothing wrong with you, but they will find every reason in the world to make you not good enough. If he lays with you for three, four, ten days and he don't touch you, it's not you. He want a man, and that's on my mama. Miss Evelyn done already had two surgeries. And don't want. Had all y'all flying down to the Atlanta. You gonna put some something else on her back? The other girl laying down to the Vanderbilt with her broke back. Now you gonna put something on your mama? Stroke survivor. So this week has been a lot of broke backs, apparently. <laughs> um, Heart conditions. We got a lot going on, y'all. Please. So and and then at some point I think it, in some of the Insta story or something she said it didn't pertain to her but I'm like okay well she if said it, it didn't pertain to her current her current relationship, relationship. Mm-hmm. um then why are you somebody else's business on sweep around your porch it ain't enough wigs and so and so 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 you're right because you keep cut she just cut off her eyelashes off because she had a bad eyelash appointment and the girl fucked her lashes up so she had to cut all her eyelashes off and her hair is already all cut off as well. Cause she got tired of her hair got ate up. Can you focus on that? Focus. You got so many things you can be. You need to be posting. Do anybody know a new eyelash girl? <laughs> Do anybody got a tour I can jump on? <laughs> like there is a lot that she needs to be. And if it don't have nothing to do with your current relationship, then you got a new man that you need to be focused on right now. Cause you just you lost your last one. You need to be figuring out what the fuck that nigga like to eat. Um, where he like to vacation? So where I'm gonna start with this? Because I'm really not gonna give you that much energy because it's easy, it's low hanging fruit. But I, it, it happened, so I figured that we had to cover it. Yes, niggas be gay. That is also a fact. Four percent of the U.S. population. Niggas also be bisexual, as I covered in our affirmation and as we covered in uh, talking about um, the late great Whitney Houston. People are bisexual. It's a possibility. For that to happen, it is also a possibility that is you. Have you figured out like maybe are you um, fully together to have sex with? Uh, is your box right? Do you look good? Are you not annoying the nigga? Did you like have you set all the parameters up for him to want to have sex with you? And have you also figured out what y'all sex schedule is? Do y'all typically just have sex every other day? Or do y'all typically have sex every do week? Do we have blanket consent? <laughs> do, those are... Scary. These are questions that must be asked. 
before you point to, oh, he just gay because he ain't fucked me in 10 days. Well, bitch, then you just, t- excuse young lady, huh. um, <laughs> maybe, t- did you tell him you was on your period two days ago and he trying to give you some air? Eight days, uh, minimum of seven, right? I don't know how this works. We know. <laughs> Uh, so there's so many factors before you get to the conclusion of well he ain't fucked me in ten days so he must be gay. What? And which one of your That's friends ain't telling you the whole story? Because she definitely sucked his dick and just didn't tell you that part. <laughs> she left part of the story out. Whatever friend you referencing. Also, um, <laughs> or maybe is it a possibility that he might be going through something and not feeling sexual? Because women talk about that shit all the time. Of oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm going through um, PMSing or I'm going through you postpartum. Go you could be really horny for six months and then you slow down for two or three months. Yeah, girl, I just had, had my pussy at maximum capacity for six months. I got to put my pussy on damn parade rest. We're gonna get to that <laughs> in sexual health. <laughs> Give me a minute. Um, and so just like women go through those uh, spells of not being. Sexually active or wanting to be sexually active or a low libido, mm. so do men. Why? Why is it you the only person? You the only person that can not want to have sex all the time. I want to talk about consent. Hashtag me too. Mm. So I just it's so incoherent. It's so stupid. Sleepy. It's <laughs> wrong. It is borderline homophobic. I'm not saying she is homophobic, but this is some things that a homophobic person would say. Girl, um, people be gay. Groundbreaking. <laughs> yes, people be gay. <laughs> yes. And if he don't touch you, that means he want dick. The people that you stole your whole language from be gay. That, that uh, he could want dick. That is uh, like one point in the to support the thesis, but there could be other things going on. <laughs> and if he want dick, he ain't waiting ten days to get it. Let me tell you. <laughs> so let me tell you. Tamar, if he if he if he ain't fucking you or your friend and he won't dick, that's cause he went out and already got the dick. And he done came home and laid in the bed with you after he got the dick. Moving on. Dick is a beautiful thing. I'm Lorian Gibson to the bullshit, Tamar. Get your ass in line and sing the words. <laughs> or or you can go home. Honestly. Truly. I'm not here for it, Tamar. Um, next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need a prayer list. We need a, okay, so for Christmas, we want Tamar to get better. <laughs> <That's not laughs> you know, I don't know how. My God is powerful. You know that pastor in Texas who didn't open his church to the hurricane victims? Yeah. Is now hosting a Sunday service for Kanye West. Joel Osteen, yes. Joel Osteen. And my cousin, shout out to Cupcake. Cupcake would tell me all the morning affirmations. You know, he do his little Facebook lives. On, shout out in to the you morning. having a cousin named Cupcake. <laughs> shout out to her still being Cupcake. And she 30 something years old. <laughs> and so. Um, I guess she don't work in HR. <laughs> And talk about his morning affirmations and stuff, and she lived by him. But he also left people out to die. But he also welcomed this demon in his congregation. This evil spirit. Wow. Okay. Spirit. Did you get that off your chest? Did Tamar get it off her chest? Because we the same thing. 
Trash. Uh, the next story is um, a Call Me By Your Name story. Come on out. But instead of Call Me By Your Name, it is Call Me A Fag One More Time. <laughs> My, the good sir. Uh, this is about a teenager named Jordan Steffi. I believe I'm pronouncing that right. S-T-E-F-F-Y. Is we mean name. well. Yes, we mean well. Uh, Jordan Steffi is a teenager that has went viral over this past weekend um, with a fight uh, that happened in a classroom uh, with another student. And typically, I don't promote fight videos. Mm-mm. Typically. This fight video, however, I thought required highlighting. So the aggressor, who is the other student, I don't know if we have his name. I like seeing when the bullies get what they deserve. Now, that's those is, videos, like, that's those exactly what this video. Those are self defense videos. That's exactly what's going so on. Self defense is thumbs up. We're here for it. Yeah, and so that's exactly what's going on. The yeah. aggressor teenager in this video, um, all up in my good sir face. Again, they they both are in high school at Laporte, Indiana. And um, the aggressor in the video is calling um, the good Jordan all of the the faggots that he can think that he can think of, and standing up and in an aggressive stance, like he's about to hit him or about to fight him. (laughs) (laughs) All my life, I had to fight. And uh, Jordan said, "Jordan, yeah, Jordan had had." Taking in all of the faggot slurs that he was going to take. And he said, call me a fag one more fucking time. And I'm going to pop your ass. See, that is a quote. See, look. See, that sounds like blanket consent. Because he said it. So that was consent, right? That was consent to the slap. And he did that. Um, Things he did. That. Um, after he hit him. And then went for a second swing. He missed the second swing, and that's yeah. okay. You know, he's still in high school. He got uh-huh. time to work on his. Uh-huh. He got time to work on his strategy and his his hands mm-hmm. and boxing and kickboxing. He got time. I think he should get to a gym and, and culminate and work on that. Amen. But after that, he said, "I'm motherfucking done with you." Ooh. That's also a quote. <laughs> get shirts made, Jordan. Get shirts made. He should. <laughs> he definitely should. So to stop the fight. The aggressing team that got uh, slapped. slapped went and sat at his desk <laughs> so that he would not get hit anymore. So I think there's two things that we can learn from this this video. Um, sometimes huh. fighting slash self-defense mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. Because it may teach other people a lesson that I'm not to be fucked with. I'm not to be pushed in this direction. Um, you're going to have to get up out my face. You're going to have to give, give me 50 feet. I'm. I, this is not the place and the time for bullying. I'm trying to get my schoolwork done. Come on. I'm trying to get... Um, Christmas coming up. Report cards finna come out. You're not finna fuck up my Christmas. I'm my trying to get at least man. two boys' numbers. I'm trying to figure out, out other shit. And you're like being a roadblock right now. So you can get slapped down or you can go sit down. Um... And number two, the bully figured out that he was not as big of a bully as he thought he was. Because he thought that the word fag had so much power that Jordan was going to back down from being called 
faggot multiple times. And the power got taken back. You better get better knowledge. (laughs) You better get better knowledge. Uh, Not on my my watch. Like Sammy Roman said, that could get you popped. That that got him popped. (laughs) That could get you popped. That got him popped. Um, Shout out to Jordan. His time, was, his time was reclaimed. <laughs> Honestly, truly, his time was reclaimed. Um, next story is um, scientists have discovered. Don't a, say it. I know we're gonna have to talk about it, but all right. Well, yeah. shit, you should have did your goddamn homework. Yeah, I did. Um, scientists have discovered a new HIV strain um, over the last two decades. For the first time in 19 years, a team of scientists has detected a new strain of HIV. Um, the strain is part of Group M version of HIV-1, the same family of virus subtypes to blame for the global HIV pandemic, according to Abbott Laboratories. Um, so, obviously, I think this is important news because uh, we've also previously been reporting on um, possible cures for the virus. But at the same time that we're engineering and hopefully getting to possible cures, the virus is continuing to mutate and come up in different strains than we are even able to find fixes for which is why uh we go so hard on this podcast about hiv prevention in whichever way you want to get to hiv prevention if your hiv prevention is abstinence cool if your hiv prevention is condoms only cool if your hiv prevention is prep Cool. If your HIV prevention is treatment as prevention task, mm-hmm. so you can be undetectable and you cannot transmit it to other people, cool. But you need to be employing an HIV prevention tool of the arsenal that we have in 2019 because these things are happening. Um, it's, it's not a hoax. These people are, they're, one, they're reluctant to even come out and say these things. This has already been going on for... Uh, a number of months now that they've known about this new strain but they had to verify and double verify and all of that shit before they could come out and and say it Uh, and then even now they're still saying quote there's no reason to panic or even worry about it a little bit not a lot of people are infected with this this is an outlier they said those same things in the 80s when it was only dozens dozens of people infected with with hiv and then here come the 90s and then there's millions people dead they said the same word that there's no reason to panic you know it's just the the, they one they said it was the black people then they said it was the black gays and then they said it was the white gays and then they figured out well girl anybody can get it so they said this this language is dangerous one and it's familiar too because this has happened before um and when it happened the last time, millions of people died and we were not prepared for it. This time we have an arsenal where we are prepared that if this becomes another pandemic, a bigger pandemic than HIV already is, we can we can at least break it up. It don't have uh-huh. to be as big as HIV mm-hmm. infections and, and AIDS we deaths. We have a gun and, and a rifle now. Yeah, and, and AIDS deaths in the late 80s and early 90s. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that in 2019. We got two, two bullets in there because we got Discovery and Trevor. Come we, on Discovery. Come on, yeah. whoa, whoa, we got a double barrel. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, again, like I said, I thought that this was an important news story because when I read it, I was like, okay, yeah, 
I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. This is it's many strains of HIV. So add another one. But then when I saw the same language of oh girl, don't y'all worry about it. It's okay. We just discovered it, and girl, y'all gonna be fine. Wait, what? It's mutating, and y'all think it's gonna be fine? No. Now y'all like her talking about some. It's only one penicillin left that can treat chlamydia. I think it is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. They have a super. It's only one penicillin left that can. Y'all told us don't panic. Okay, well, do we panic now? Is is do you approve if I go into panic mode? <laughs> yeah, and so I'm not saying that people should panic, but I am saying, um, hey, girl, you, watch this. It's you, moving. <laughs> get get yourself armed and stay armed, so you don't have to deal with this, and definitely don't have to be be a casualty of it. And, and that's all I'm gonna say. What, and I'm what I was looking at was, um, you know, I've definitely been advocating for um, gay men to be able to donate blood, and so especially with Canada recently approving it, and me being an advocate for um, blood donors here in America, uh, in a lot of rural areas and a lot of their blood donor centers, they won't have the same technologies that will be able to track this new strain that's currently mutating and because you know child at some hospitals they use the equipment from 1967 tbh so you know i'm i'm fearful about blood don donations because i know a few people um even they guy that we know who became hiv positive through blood transfusions as a child i forget his name um, but he went on to become an HIV advocate because, like, Anton he, Maxwell. Yeah, he didn't just get it from. And it's okay that we're disclosing that because he's a very yeah, out. He's an, and that's what I'm he, saying. He's an advocate for that because he, he became yeah, and he HIV openly disclose he openly discloses everywhere he goes to take all the away time. the stigma of it's just gay sex. Right. He really became HIV. I just wanted to make sure we covered that so it didn't yeah, sound like we were outing some, we were outing someone. We don't want no HIPAA violation. He's he's he said openly that he had. Um, became HIV positive through a blood transfusion to take away the stigma of it's just a black gay man out here being gay. It, it, there are other ways to become HIV positive, and it's not just black gay men through blood transfusions. A lot of people get blood. If you're in a car wreck really bad and you lose a lot of blood and you need to go to surgery, you might get a blood transfusion. So, Or you're a hospital worker and you have a dangerous needle stick, which is extremely and if the, uh, the job can't tell you it, when they test you because they use an old equipment that can't test the new strain so girl i don't i shouldn't be what i want all the tests test me for everything that's what i say when i go to the doctor test me for everything um Last but not least, uh, there was a council convened this past week called CPAC, mm-hmm. and I don't mean the C. Uh, this is like an antibiotic, right? No. Oh, this is ZPAC. ZPAC is yes. Okay. ZPAC is an antibiotic. <laughs> CPAC, CPAC is the con- uh, the conservative one. CPAC that I'm talking about is S E P A C. It's the Sexual Sex Education Policy Action Council. Come on. Um, and on surface level, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, there's something that I should probably attend. Yeah. I felt like, I was like, oh, well, nobody sent me an invitation. Where mm-hmm. am I? What's going on? Um, but it's where educators, speakers, and quote-unquote woke people, I use the quote very heavily, quote, woke people, meet to form ideas to implement for the youth of America um, in regarding to uh, sex, sex and sex education. So 
I believe that there were a lot of great people in this room saying great progressive things. I'm going to say this first before I get to the bullshit. I believe that there were probably a lot of well-intentioned people at this council meeting. I believe that probably the council meeting itself is typically positive. But there were two very big comments that came out of this council that I think a lot of people agreed with that I saw problems with. And um, I definitely want to break them down here. And hopefully the, the council itself will be covering them uh, in the near future and definitely before their next council meeting because it's trash. Oh, Lord. Here we go. Yeah. Number here we, one. Here we go. Number one. Um, number one, one of the, the speakers said, leave behind the term, leave behind terms like, and this is a quote, Leave behind terms like sexual predator and replace them with person who harmed. Recognizing a person's humanity can leave room for anyone who has harmed to change, grow, and be in community. <clears throat> I'm not going to say either of these uh, commentators' names because they don't need trash. no uh, uplifting on this podcast. But uh, if you search the hashtag, you can find them, I'm sure. So, leaving behind the term sexual predator and replacing it with something else. No. I get and see where this person was trying to go. But when you take away the guilt and the shame of the title of sex predator and also the registration of the people that have to be called sex predators, you allow space for them to continue to be the predators that got them in trouble in the first goddamn place. And I speak as somebody that knows and has been affected by a sex predator that has been allowed to continue to be a sex predator because people were too scared to put the label of sex predator on them. So, no, we have not gotten to a point in society where we can't label um, people sex predators if they are sex predators is there room for rehabilitation absolutely maybe in the future but you are a sex predator until you're not a sex predator in my book oh I'm here for it yeah call us back call them by their names call them by their names because <laughs> right now names. your actions are are you are a sex predator and there is not like a discernible amount of time of well, he was only a sex predator last year, and today he uh, last last year and this year he better. No, because if you don't, if you know a sex predator like I know a sex predator, habits die hard, child. It dies hard one, and they can put the shit undercover for a very long time mm-hmm. and be hiding and thinking and matriculating in their mind of okay. I gotta be good for six months, but then after the six months, I'm going back to the playground. Like um, in the Netflix documentary "Abducted in Plain Sight," oh, that yeah. guy hung around that family for three years before he abducted that girl, and then it came out through the investigation with the FBI. The brother was like, "Yeah, they had just moved there three years ago because he had been touching some other little girl, and so they had just moved to that town, and we had hoped he was re- rehabilitating himself." Formerly known as a person who harmed Did he end up harming somebody else? Yeah, and they continue to harm And so, I'm not saying this as 
it, um, it that time people now. are irredeemable. I do believe that people are redeemable, yeah. but they can be redeemed with the title of sex predator at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. And knowing that their crimes have been so grave that this may follow them for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is, uh, that is a part of the repentance of a crime that you have done that is that is that grave. Mm-hmm. If you have done something that grave, and the worst that can happen to you is people call you a sex predator for the rest of your life, I don't think that's a a hell that you can't live in. Like they call because if I, if I am a victim of you being a sexual predator, mm-hmm. I have to live for the rest of my life with what you did to me, and. I, I I can't take away the pain that you gave gave to me through your own sickness when people just stop calling you a sex predator and say, well, he was a person who did harm. Okay, he was a person who did harm. Well, so I'm still affected by the harm that he did. So fuck the the fuck the victim's pain. It's about the aggressor the aggressors the aggressors feelings in the future of not wanting to be called a sex predator Mm -hmm. no um and also juxtapose that to the catholic church i ain't even going all the way down that tunnel (laughs) i just said the catholic church because we about to get to the other church okay the next quote came coming out of cpac again s-e-p-a-c um is saying that the black church is homophobic is a white supremacist myth Huh? Say, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Saying that the black church is homophobic is a white supremacist myth. So, so with this person, I'm let's call her Candace. That's her real name. I ain't gonna give y'all her full one, but let's call her Candace. So, the Can- Republican girl. No. Oh, okay. You know, there's that Republican girl yeah. with the bad weave. Well, the bad rap. She needs a black beautician. Well, this Candace needs some work as well, <laughs> but that's not the point. Um, mm-hmm. But the point is, and I don't, and both of these quotes I don't feel like are one offs, and that's uh-huh. the reason that I'm addressing them because I don't feel like they're one offs. I do feel like there is uh, an undercurrent of people that feel the same way about these things. There is an undercurrent of people feeling like um, there is a redemption path for sexual predators that needs to happen sooner than later. And I don't agree with that. And I'm absolutely not here for it. And I know that there is, I know personally that there is an undertone of African-Americans that feel like homophobia in the church is cooked up a lot of times. And it's part of the gay agenda and white people are trying to use it to break black people apart. <gasps> no. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, uh, but, but I know that that's how some, some, some uh, mm-hmm. straight black people feel is. When we talk about homophobia in the church, our experiences, they, they, yeah, our, our real experiences of a homophobia in the church, they're like, oh, you crying with your gay ass tears. That's something that the white gays told y'all to um, break us up from being a black family. Come on, come on back into the church. No, I'm not coming back into that goddamn place to harm me. That's why more millennials are spiritual than religious because of the church. No, and it is not something that white supremacists cooked up. It's something that black supremacists cooked up. In the black church, I think it's called a hotel. Is it? Well, they they go by many names. <laughs> um, and so I thought that this this point was poignant because it speaks to what heterosexual black people feel about the church and how they feel gay people should come back into the church, whether they are abused or not, 
or actively being abused or not. And um, I'm here to tell Candace that it is not something that is cooked up by white supremacists. It is something that is told by people that are actually abused by the church, mm. by churchgoers, by pastors, mm. by deacons, by the choir, the girls on the staff. by the system in general, by the Bible that is read to them. Mm-hmm. All of those things uh, have been used as weapons against gay people. And in a homophobic way. Um, so it is not just in, in gay people's heads. It is in everybody's heads that go to a black church. That see and know that these things happen. And whether you are a purveyor of the hatred. Or you're a voyeur of the hatred. The hatred still happens. Ooh, you just spoke a word. I remember um, there was a guy who was a swimmer at Stanford University. And so um, he did end up being um, convicted with raping some girl behind a dumpster. And they were saying, like, he was on top of her for, like, more than 20 minutes. And then, like, people walked up, were walking down this alley and found um, Brock Turner on top of the girl. And then then I think, like, the DNA kit or something revealed that Brock Turner did rape that girl. And then he was saying, like, she deserved it. Or Brock Turner was saying something stupid like that. And then Brock Turner's dad at sentencing had wrote a letter saying, this is going to ruin my son's life. It was just 20 minutes and uh, she'll be okay. And what? This girl was raped behind a dumpster. She was out of it. She was drugged. And your father is going to write a letter to him. Well, this person who harmed her for 20 minutes this will ruin his life. Are, are the people at CPEC sitting down looking at stories like this and the stupidity that they are ex- they are trying to normalize? And if it hadn't been for those people who were walking down the alley and found Brock Turner on top of the girl, then what? And then so the victim, she had remained silent for so many years, like even through the court case and years following it, Brock Turner gets sentenced to three months, only does like 45 of the days and then gets out on good behavior or whatever. And then she just now came out with a book. I think it was called Call Me By My Name. And she had to tell the world that she was more than just the the rape survivor in the Brock Turner case. Like she, I was a person before that happened to me. (laughs) What? And so the SEPAC girls, what y'all need to get better knowledge. Y'all need to go down here and get on your J store. You need to get on the Google Docs. You need to go down to the local universities and pull up some research and some studies. Yeah, and again, like I said, what these these two on? these two comments, those two are already trash. What else y'all talked about for three days? Yeah, I, I don't know what else happened, but these two comments overshadowed a lot of things that did happen, and um, it's not progressive. I I I hope that there was a lot more said. Um, and then this just got pushed up to the headlines. Uh, I would like to go to the council meeting myself. Even and after so, the Brock Turner case, I'm seeing here by ABC7, multiple drug reported at Stanford in recent weeks. And this was November the 8th, 2019. So rapist Brock Turner ain't the only one. I mean, there's, a, there's, a, of, rape there's culture. a culture. There's a culture going on down to the Stanford. And that's important to acknowledge. Yeah. Um. So again, um, CPAC, the the sex education one, not the conservative one, 
Um, please be mindful um, of your speakers and who's engaging in this platform because it can smear you in the future. Um, I think that these comments needed a lot more research before they got said into a microphone. And I'm absolutely not here for it. Uh, last but not mm. least, of course, as every week, um, the hashtag execute Ed Buck Ooh. has you come around. The, we want the death penalty now? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm not opposed. I'm just saying, oh, okay. All right. No, I don't think that, again, a predator who should be labeled a predator for the rest of his natural life mm-hmm. needs to come back out on city streets. What, he, he has nothing else to contribute to society. Mm-hmm. And if you have nothing else to contribute to society, then why should my tax dollars go to continue to feed you and house you and keep you? What, what are you doing? Are you are you writing articles? Are you writing a book that we need to read? I don't want to read no Ed Book books. <laughs> Ed Book ain't got it's funny because n- it's true. I don't I don't want to read no Ed Book books. <laughs> Ed Book has nothing to tell. Me. If, if the only thing that Ed Book has to tell Confess. me is in he needs a confessional to the deaths that he's already done and the deaths that we don't know about, because the two and a half that we do know about, they ain't the only ones. He's been doing this for years. Because they were saying he would call his friends down to the corners office to have the bodies removed from his house. They're, so the two we know about definitely aren't the only two. And that so, have and so the, the the other people that have died at the, the hands of Ed Buck need to come to justice. Um, people need to know that they were murdered and that they didn't kill themselves, or uh, uh, you know they didn't die of a accidental overdose or whatever fucking excuse mm-hmm. was giving. They were murdered. And so that's the only thing that Ed Buck has to contribute to the rest of this world. After that, he can go. God can deal with him after that. So, hashtag execute Ed Buck. Ed Buck has, uh, like we talked about last week, been charged. He ain't getting out of jail at least until next August. Um, But, obviously, he never needs to leave a jail cell. He needs to be by himself until a lethal injection. Because I don't think they electrocute people in California. I think they... Yeah, they're real classy down there. Yeah, I don't think they electrocute people. So, hashtag execute Ed Book. The um, district attorney is blaming... The headline says district attorney blames everyone else for why it took so long to arrest him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she didn't. She openly stated at first that she didn't want to arrest him anyway. But mm-hmm. now her testimony is, well, you know, you guys, it's the so-and-so fault. It's you guys' fault. Or mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. Move, move around. Mm. But we gotta move on. Step Let's down. <laughs> Literally, we get to vote for district attorneys, right? Do we get there's something we get to vote for? Because you know I love a good old vote. <laughs> um, Giving Tuesday. Speaking of voting, Giving Tuesday is three weeks away. Um, it's celebrated the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. You know we have um, the Black Friday sale, the Black Friday weekend sales. Then we have the Cyber Monday where we get on the Amazon, and then on that Tuesday on the iPod, <laughs> the music ain't that great. <laughs> <laughs> so Giving Tuesday will be the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Um, you know it's usually when people are giving to the Salvation Army, which we do not endorse Mm-mm. at all. Do not give any money to the Salvation Army; they are not your friends. 
Um, but an organization that I did find, um, in 2019, there were 200 LGBT um, people running for office, and 99 of those people have been elected. And more than 80 of those people were um, backed by Victory Fund. You can go to victoryfund.org and see like a lot of the black and brown people. I was surprised. Um, Antonio Brown, who was very popular down to the Atlanta, he would be the only LGBTQ member of Atlanta City Council. He was backed by Victory Fund. Gina Ortiz Jones would be the first openly LGBTQ person elected to Congress in Texas. Richie Torres in New York would be the first LGBTQ Afro Latin X member of Congress. And down to the Tennessee Lord. Brett Withers will be the only LGBTQ openly elected official. So, uh, down to the Minnesota, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Michigan, everywhere. Victory Fund is doing everything in their power to show that it's, it matters in the smaller elections and the everyday decisions about what goes on in these cities. They are just as important. So go to victoryfund.org for Giving Tuesday, or if you get paid before to Giving Tuesday, and give a donation to them so we can make sure that we support an organization like this who are supporting people that look like us in office. Because, of course, the gay vote matters as well. And in one article I saw was most important because if all of us got... Um, but I want to say enrolled. If we got registered mm-hmm. to vote, um, we could turn the whole democratic process around uh, with our numbers. But also, the one person that you missed was Danica Rome, who was the that first. A lot of people now. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, she was the first uh, transgender state legislator uh, elected in the country, mm-hmm. and now she's the the first one reelected. Uh-huh. So that means she did a good ass fucking job, and people came back around and reelected her ass again. Right here in the state of Virginia. Shout out to y'all. Um, but if you know of any organizations that should be spotlighted for Giving Tuesday, message us at Here For It Pod and or use the hashtag Here For It Hive so we can check them out and share among our communities. Or you can check us out on the iPod. <laughs> um, it's time for sexual This health. week in sexual health. I'm scared. Don't be scared. You always got something new and progressive it on is the victoryfund.org. Progr- I'm voting for the progressive things, but I'm scared when they get enacted. <laughs> it is progressive. Um, but since Mercury, again, this week in sexual health, I wanted to make sure that we cover um, things that are practical for your sexual health. We could go like way off the rails into some shit that ain't gonna help nobody but um the whole point of this you don't know who that's gonna help um but i wanted to make sure that we did something again this week that was um helpful in a good positive way amen so since mercury will be coming out of retrograde next week thank god Mm -hmm. i figured that we would do a sexual health for booty again this week. What? <laughs> so last week we talked I'm glad about booty is always on the table. Come booty on. is on the table. Booty is on the mind. Come and on. booty is on the lap. 
All right. Um, Booty on the table. That's the title of the episode. This like okay. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving coming up. Booty on the table. How you doing, sir? Get all that booty stuff done before the, <laughs> before you get your turkey stuffed. Um, and that's what we're talking about, actually. Um, I wanted to cover anal spring cleaning. So though it's not spring, I know the comp the the. The term is common, so um, I wanted us to talk about anal spring cleaning before Mercury comes out of retrograde. So you can do all of these things before communication gets back in line mm-hmm. and gets back on track. And he get back in your tracks. And get back in all Woo. of those things. Amen. I claim so, victory. You know, you may be on the outs with him. Y'all might not be texting right now or... He acting funny, or you acting funny, or whatever the case it's, is. You right, Trey. It was me. All of those things. You can admit that if you just want to get back to get to <laughs> whatever you want to get to. Yeah. Um, that was it. Was a cute moment on Watchmen this past week. Um, I know you didn't see it yet, but Regina King told her husband, "Ooh, fine ass Yahya Abdul Mateen." Um, she was like, "I'm trying to pick a fight with you right now," and she was picking a fight with him so they could go fuck in the closet. <laughs> I'm here for it. Sidebar. I'm here for it. Sidebar. Anyway, (laughs) anal spring cleaning. Uh So there are a few things that you can do in your anal spring cleaning season right right now while Mercury is in retrograde. So when Mercury comes out of retrograde, you will be good to go. Uh, So first thing is the celibacy break. Celibacy breaks are really good of giving your booty... Time to not be penetrated right now. That's fine. That's healthy. And so this is a good time while Mercury is in retrograde and y'all not talking or y'all y'all communication is off. Your booty got menopause. You acting to up just right be, now. Communication is off. Yeah. To oh just you know put the clink clink down <laughs> and say you know what it's not we're not doing that right now. And listen to Mercury is out of retrograde. Okay. A celibacy break is is really good and important um and then that also gives you time to just have a natural digestive tract and when i say natural digestive tract sometimes when you are more active you don't have um the typical digestive meal or menu that you would have you'd be like okay, you gotta what? get that red meat yeah <laughs> so you can get that brown meat later yeah and so typically you'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to avoid this or I'm going to avoid that because I know I'm going to get some dick later. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to fleet two times today, so I'm going to go and get some dick after I do that. And so that's not natural. That's not a natural occurrence for every day, all the time type of shit. So it's mm-hmm. good to give yourself a break and say, you know what? I'm going to have some Chipotle mm-hmm. and a milkshake. And get extra meat. So I can get some extra meat later. I don't like the way this going. This so, Chipotle bill is gonna be ridiculous though. But. Chipotle is not that bad compared to a lot of other shit. Well, I don't eat Chipotle because you spend twelve, thirteen, fourteen dollars and the food still be cold. But that's just me. <laughs> it's still I'm like, what are y'all doing? So that's point one in Adel Spring Cleaning is celibacy breaks mm-hmm. are good and you should embrace them. I'm here for it. Number two is colonics. If you have never had a colonic, you should Think about at least trying one because if you are used to fleeting 
slash douching or uh putting the shower hose up your ass or whatever you do it's really not that much different it is just a more thorough cleaning instead of the uh, surface level cleaning that you do for everyday activities this allows you to get a more deeper cleaning than you would typically get and it'll it helps in other cleanings that you would do so you don't have to do them for an hour or two hours some of the girls say um, it is very hygienic. Most of the times, depending on places that you go, you do have to do look at the reviews of places that you go. So you're not going to places where people don't put the plastic over the thing before they put it in your booty and all of that stuff. Um, but colonics as a spring cleaning tool while you're on your celibacy break is a really good idea. Um, anal pap smears is a really good idea as well. We've talked about that on previous episodes. And so while you're taking a break from the D, you can go back over to the doctor and um, get your pap smear done. It's not really a pap smear. We're just calling it a pap smear because it's just a swab test so that you can get your culture of what's going on back there to verify that you don't have any STIs that you are not aware of. This is a great time because, you know, I stopped having sex on this date and I'm not going to have sex again until this date. So anything that I might have or may have had me has been captured in between those dates. Um, and then you can also be treated in between those dates before you get back into the saddle with somebody else. So that's a really good um, thing to do during anal spring cleaning. Um, another one, uh, last but not least, is baths with mineral oils and salts. So one, it's not just good for your booty, it's good for your whole body. Um, a lot of mineral oils um, and, and salts are obviously good. The Epsom salts, the lavenders, um, all of those families of different uh, salts and oils can be great for skin tightening and rejuvenation and what is around your asshole, skin. So... Um, those are some great things that I think that we can implement for anal spring cleaning. Um, I wish I could say like any of this was new to me, but I, you did good. You when did are you going to do the anal spring cleaning then? You're doing good. Well, you know, I'm currently still in my, um, celibacy phase. It's been like a year and a half now. Okay, so then, you know, then one time don't count, don't bring it up. All right, we're recording. Okay, then one time don't count. <laughs> all right, well, we what's the song for your soul? Is it song you for your soul of... time? It is song for my soul okay. time. What is yours? Uh, you go first. Oh, girl, here we go. I gotta look up the lyrics. Uh, Y'all like lyrics, so I gotta look up the lyrics. Okay, well, I'll go first. The lyrics is put that thing on me. She said, Every time you see me, do me dirty. That mean take this ass. Well, I guess after the the, the winterizing of the home, um, check my feel. I done checked my filters. I done took my fall clothes out, and my blanket is fresh. Um, come over here, boy. So, drip demeanor by Missy Elliott featuring someone, S U M in the number one. So she was like, "Yeah, it was just it's just on my get that dick playlist." Um, I didn't really get into iconology when Missy Elliott released it this summer, but as DC has been getting colder, I was like, well, I want to look at some recent music releases and see what needs to be on my 
get that dick playlist. And so I've been updating that. Drip Demeanor by Missy Elliott. Okay. Come over here. Come over here and get this. I want to So is it Missy Elliott that's saying those words? I can't wait till later. Missy Elliott said that so to those words? Yeah, she said uh, she was gonna pull the pussy out. You can see what she got. She was saying all those things. She was talking their talk. So she was acting. What's the song for your song? <laughs> Uh, You're a person who harms. <laughs> You're a person who harms. I'm not. Uh So, the song for my soul. This is my playlist. At all. Um, the song for my soul this week uh, comes from the multi platinum soundtrack. Here we go. Glitter. No. Glitter is multi platinum now. Okay. And she's planning to re release it. She shouldn't. <laughs> um. <laughs> The multi-platinum that we know <laughs> soundtrack to The Bodyguard. Um, I felt that it would only be right since we talked Whitney Houston for the song for my soul to be Whitney Houston centric. And so uh, The Bodyguard soundtrack came out in 93. Uh, it was recorded in 91. But um, this is one of my jams. From the soundtrack that is not like more casually known, like everyone goes to the "I will always love you, I have nothing" things. And those those are epic. You will never get past them. But this song right here, I don't feel like I've ever heard Whitney do it again, like ever in her career. She never like went to the to like this pop ballad, pop rock ballad mm-hmm. type of song. But it's a song for my soul. I've got the stuff that you want. I've got the thing that you need. I've got more than enough take oh to make you drop to your knees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz I'm the queen of the night. Queen of the night. The queen of the night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That part. Don't make no difference if I'm wrong or mm-hmm. I'm right. I've got the feeling and I'm willing tonight. Well, I'm nobody's angel. What can I say? I'm just that way. Mm-hmm. You've got a problem with the way that I am. They say I'm trouble and I don't give a damn. But when I when I'm bad, I know I'm better. I just want you. I just want to get you and turn it up to you. I'm the queen of the night. The queen of the night. Whitney Houston. Thank you so much. Rest in power. Song for my soul. What are you here for this week? I just saw the headline, so this is unverified. Oh, Lord. According to thenextweb.com, Facebook is using your camera, groundbreaking, while you scroll through your newsfeed and recording what items you're stopping to take a longer look at. Oh, yeah. This is not the first time, the second time, or the eighth time that they just come out about Facebook. But Mark Zuckerberg, keep going down to these congressional hearings. And telling um, and getting dragged Maxine, by AOC, AOC dragged him the last time. <laughs> and telling Maxine Waters and our other sisters that that's not what his company is about. But like Superman said, everybody ain't lying. It's been rumored for a long time. Facebook. So what y'all doing? But um, my real here for it that's in my notes. Um, the girls love a good old Southwest flight. The girls got the Southwest credit cards. Girls are getting their miles. 
And as it turns out, the Federal Aviation Administration is currently investigating 88 planes by Southwest that they have bought from foreign companies as recently as 2013. And the FAA has found 360 faulty or undocumented repairs to Southwest airline planes. The FAA chief inspector says three things. Southwest didn't even bother to translate many of the ADA plane logs and certifications to English, so they were unaware if the planes met FAA guidelines. They bought all these foreign planes. Oh, girl, that's cute. Yeah, put it in the bag. The second thing, the planes that did get an inspection were still found to have more than 30 undocumented repairs and 42 findings that did not meet FAA standards. So those planes had to be re-checked um, and verified and things. Because like, right, yep, y'all bought these planes. What? Yep. You. <laughs> and the third thing is that according to the FAA chief inspector, Southwest Airlines has been, quote, moving at a slow pace to fix um, the planes. And the FAA has had to threaten to ground all planes if they don't get it fixed by spring 2020. Now, I don't generally fly Southwest. I got on one Southwest flight, and girl, I just didn't like the way the boarding groups went. And so I just, uh-uh, no, never get, never, never, ever. But also, my biggest fear in life is dying in a plane crash. And so to know that these Boeing 737s, you know, they just put the Boeing 737 MAX down on the ground after the two plane crashes. So to know that there's 88 Boeing 737s in the air, that uh, the girls have not translated the logs, they haven't bothered to make sure if they FAA certified, they check the planes, but girl, they ain't really checking the planes. And Southwest is taking a pole look, precious time, trying to fix it. I'm scared. I'm so scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. You're going to stay prayed up. <laughs> these people working on these planes. Fix it. Literally, fix it. It's 88 planes y'all got to fix. Let's use some crystals. And I don't mean crystal burgers. <laughs> no, I love you. Go to number five with a, a mean, lemonade. Mm, yeah. Okay. But I'm not here for it. I am deathly afraid of dying in a plane crash. And to know that Southwest is out here putting people's lives in danger every day of the week I'm not I'm just not here for it and Southwest get it together 88 planes out of regulation out of what regulation okay um I'm scared you scared about let that come out about American Airlines oh baby I'm just not, I'm never getting on a plane again you ain't got no airline book ticket, no tickets. <laughs> like, what you scared about? My you, truth being revealed. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. Uh, scared. Okay. Uh, this week in my here for it, uh, in honor of this past Veterans Day, <clears throat> I like to honor a fellow veteran. Uh, his name is, uh, well, his title is Air Force Tech Sergeant Leonard Motlovich. Um, he is one of the many LGBTQ patriots who paved the way for us uh, as someone who went to war. He was a combat veteran and um, was discharged once 
his command found out that he was gay. And on his tombstone reads, when I was in the military, they gave me a medal for killing two men and a discharge for loving one. Oh, bitch. He did that. On his tombstone. He thinks he did. That. <laughs> um, and so, Tech Sergeant Matlovich, I, I feel like he is um, someone that we definitely should be honoring with this past Veterans Day um, because if it weren't for people like him, there would not be a way for people like me. Um, and I am proud of our work to eventually repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell so that he will not... His story will not be repeated. There will not be another Tech Sergeant Matlovich um, in the future anyway. Not with that story. Now, the trans fight continues. Um, equality for HIV positive service members continues. But the fight to be able to stay in the military, regardless of who you love, has been fought. We fought that fight, and thankfully we won eventually. Um, but not before the death of Tech Sergeant Matlovich. But these iconic words will not be forgotten. He is forever immortal and forever um, an icon uh, for service members for his service. Um, again, they will reward you for a whole bunch of things. But then when you start talking about, well, I suck dick on the weekend. The conversation shifts. So, um, shout out to Tech Sergeant Matlovich. I'm absolutely here for it. And happy Veterans Day to every veteran uh, that would be listening to this podcast. It is now time for our last call. If you are unfamiliar with this podcast, it is where we take a shot, typically of tequila, you may take a shot of whatever is near you, and we will go over our last call. My last call this week is to Lorenzo Gilbert. Lorenzo Gilbert is um, also an icon and trailblazer. Lorenzo Gilbert did not follow football growing up. He ran track as a kid and played um, a little football in his brother with his brothers in Hollywood, but he didn't actually follow the sport of the NFL. Mm -hmm. um, but he had his eyes set on another prize. Uh, Lorenzo Gilbert is the team's is the uh, Tampa Buccaneers' first male cheerleader. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Um, one of six rookies, um, but he's the one that he's the very first one to actually make the team. Come on. Uh, and as a black LGBT guy making the team and being the first um, in the the like, sport of cheerleading, I don't want to. Uh -huh. I mm -hmm. guess yeah, I there's, guess you would say it was it's championships a and things for that. The in the sport of cheerleading, I think is a big deal. Um, he said, it's a big role because at the end of the day, they can never take away the fact that I was the first. 
It's scary at times because you never know how some people may perceive it because it is unfamiliar territory. But my goal is to do, to do the best that I can, to do the best that I possibly can, and just hope that that inspires others. And so I hope that it does because he is a um, beautiful black LGBT man. Yeah. And there are plenty of us oh, out there. Oh, you got the pictures loaded? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. That's the guy I saw. Mm-hmm. 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 Great smile, beautiful mm-hmm. teeth, beautiful nose, and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, I'm absolutely here for it, and he is my last call. Shout out to you, Lorenzo. In 2014, your favorite Supreme Court justice, RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, said if she could choose any amendment to be added to the U.S. Constitution, it would be the Equal Rights Amendment. And I honestly feel like if there was the truth, that we wouldn't be sitting here um, fighting for Amy Stevens right now because she wants to identify as female and go to work and be... And Not wants to, does identify. Uh, even more relevant. So the ERA is an amendment that guarantees equal rights regardless of sex. And in like 1972, it passed with um, bipartisan Congress support. And in 1972, the people were just so scared about giving women's rights. So um, they, 38 states ratified, oh, it required 38 states to ratify the law. And so in 1972, only 35 had ratified it. So Congress extended the deadline to 1979 to get the law ratified. But somehow, America, America, has not found 38 states to ratify it until this election cycle, with Virginia becoming the 38th state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. So it's different from um, a law and all those other little things. And who, if Obama is the president, he'll do right by the ERA. Or if Trump is the president, he'll try to erase the ERA if it was a law. But as an amendment that's been added to the Constitution, girl, it's just it's just this. So Congress can fix this today. They can vote to just extend the deadline of when it needs to be ratified and Congress can vote to make it an official amendment to the U.S. Constitution today. They can do it. They can figure it out because last week, Virginia became the official 38th state to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. So I am so glad for the progress we have made for the Equal Rights Amendment. It is my last call. And I already claimed the victory. I claim, I speak, y'all know I'd love to do that during my last call. I claim victory over this boundary set before me. And I know that um, if he brought me to it, he'll bring me through it. That's the mantra I live by. Um, and so I claim the victory that I will see the ERA added to our constitution in my lifetime. That is my last call. And that's it. Yeah, basically. Um, if you love our show, make sure you go to hereforitpod.com. We have merch at hereforitshop.com. We are trying to come to your city, hereforitlive.com. 
My name is Ronald Matters. Follow me on the internet at Ronald Matters. Um, I'm your, what I say I was? Your download lover or something I was going to be? A lie. De- I'm your dedicated download. See, we just talk, you're a dedicated download lover. Still I remember all of a sudden. I'm still alive. And um, you can find me um, wherever you can find Trey. Hmm. <clears throat> <laughs> Didn't Trey just kill three people? Hey. Do your lines. <laughs> okay. <conclude>. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am the Superman. T H E E S U P A M A N, aka the Night King. Still, uh, make sure that you guys check us out again next week. Um, the revolution will be televised, and take your Truvada or Discovery. Bye. <laughs>